0: So many people are like, no, I I love comedy. I love television because of David Letterman. Mm-hmm. Like he he was there right at the right time for them. But to me, when I watch those interviews with David Letterman, he's almost like so dry sometimes that it's it doesn't seem very fun to be in the conversation with him.
1: No, and it, he yeah, he wasn't he wasn't very good at interviewing. Like he was he was interrupting a lot. He would be jumping around to different subjects. He would go off on like his own tangents a lot, and it just the whole time was just just bothering the hell out of me because i'm used to somebody like a like a joe rogan who just kind of just lets the conversation just drift wherever Mm -hmm. just so effortlessly but it it was just it just felt off
0: i wonder how long the raw footage is of those conversations like once they start
1: it must have been a lot longer because you could tell it was pretty edited they've cut it up
0: pretty good yeah and so maybe that's why it feels kind of disjointed but like I watched the one with uh, Kevin Durant, the basketball player. That oh, was the next
1: one I was going to watch. Yeah. And
0: he, I find Kevin Durant to be really fascinating because he is so transparent. Like mm-hmm. he will, he is a great podcast guest and they were talking about marijuana usage and it almost kind of felt like Dave is like too old or something. Yeah. Because he, he asked, he asked a couple questions that are like, that's what an old Person says, not what somebody who, like, you know, is prepped for this conversation.
1: His movie reference like all of his references were dated too. So you could t- I mean, someone in their like 50s or 60s would probably be pretty into it. Me, I was just I kind of got a little lost, too. Can you turn the volume down? My headphones just a tad There's a little bit. What'd you do this weekend? Moved. Oh. Whole damn time. <laughs> oh, I forgot that was this weekend.
0: So oh we went wow. got keys Thursday. Today's a Monday, or a Tuesday, these holiday weekends, man. Mm-hmm. Today's a Tuesday. So on Thursday, we went and got keys. Friday, we moved all of the stuff from our house in that we were going to take to a rental unit. Yeah. Moved all that in. The next day, we moved the rest of our stuff to storage, but there was a couple things that wouldn't fit in the truck on the second day. So we had to have another truck out there the next day to get, I don't know, 10 by 10 feet worth of stuff still. So it just kind of, we moved for four days is what it felt like. Dang. And then yesterday was like just trying to finish unpacking boxes and we've still got a couple, but not, not too bad.
1: And this is a short-term rental?
0: Yeah. Um, we've been trying to, I mean, we made four offers.
1: Dude. Now, Um, how long is the lease? Three months. Okay. Can you, uh, now I want my, <laughs> now I want my volume a little up. Bruh. I can't make up my mind. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, um, uh, so so you bought yourself a little bit of time. Yeah. So now it's like a
0: negotiating intr- instrument. It's just like when we walk into a deal, we can say, hey, in addition to like the amount of money and the contingencies, no contingencies, we can also say, and you can stay in this house afterwards for this amount of time. Uh, and a lot of people are probably going to struggle to do that or less. Not everyone can do that. In the yeah. way that we'll be able to. So, like, there is some helpfulness there. Yeah. Um, it's also cheaper than, like, trying to do the Airbnb thing for a month or two months. That's or, uh, way better. It just gets more expensive, and then we have, we have our stuff. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Um, this is, I mean, it, the rent is more than our mortgage was. Mm-hmm. Not, by a cons- not by a huge amount, but it's still kind of like, this solves the summer for us. Sure. And you know we've been we've been making offers on homes for three months. We have an additional three months now, so and, and can go month to month after. So like things are fine. It's just the way it is, man. You know
1: that's super nice. Things are cool. Yeah, I uh, I'm glad you guys have a few months of breathing room.
0: Yeah, I mean w- the whole time we're like, man, you know we're gonna we're in our house for ten weeks after we closed. We're like, oh, that's plenty of time. We're gonna find where we're going. It's gonna be awesome. Well, that 10 weeks flew by, mm-hmm. and we did not buy a house. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just back to it, man. You know, th- but things are, things are chill. There's a neighborhood pool we can walk to in one minute.
1: Things what, are fine. Uh, what part of town are you in?
0: It is across the street from St. Thomas West. So it's like if you go down West End, if there's a Publix. Mm-hmm. We're essentially across from the Publix in like okay. a townhouse
1: community. I ask everybody like, so what part of town you're in, and they'll tell me, and I'll just be like right. nodding. I'm like, I don't know what that is because I still don't know. Yeah, name. it's it's basically it's basically West
0: End and Woodmont or West End and Whitebridge. Yeah,
1: it all it mean. all just sounds good. I'm like, yeah, we're in West End. I'm like, like yeah, okay, that, that sounds sure, awesome, man. That
0: sounds super <laughs> cool. Uh, I'll say it's it's Green Hills ish. Oh, cool, Belmede ish.
1: Oh wow, it's fine. Nice. Yeah. You've heard of those places? I've heard of Belmead, man. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Green Hills used to get my groceries from Green Hills area.
0: Bellmead is the most affluent zip code in the state.
1: Did you know that? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, I've, I've kind of looked at them. Those like, property you know taxes. I are... could end up over there. I could see myself in Bell Mead. <laughs> I could make that work. Yeah, I could live there.
0: <laughs> man, they're-, they're... I put it on uh, our Slack channel for the Nashville team. There is a house for sale over there for $50 million mm-hmm. owned by the Frist family. Which, if you've spent any time in Nashville, if you live here, you know that those are the money people here in town.
1: The Frist family?
0: Yeah. Like the, um, I can't even think of all the things that their name is on, but it's like a stadium. Huh? Art yeah, like art museums. Like if the, you, if they're you the have family a, with money.
1: If you have your name on an art museum, you've got some money. That's not the first thing you've put your name on. Yeah, yeah. If your name's on an art museum or a library, yeah. right, you've got some coins.
0: Like a a building at a college, those sorts of things. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um but yeah, so Bill Billmead, very nice. Anyway, so we you know,
1: I would say it is easier to move without kids. Um I can, you know, I have I haven't done it with kids, <laughs> but I've done it without kids and it's 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 I mean it's moving, so it's not like wow, it's still this moving. is awesome. But it's not that difficult at the same time.
0: I would say with when you move, I would say, at least for me, turns out I have the capacity to um be manic at times when it comes to packing, where it's just like, all right, I'm just gonna do this for eight hours. And
1: mm-hmm. just like we
0: need to get this done. So I just I'm just gonna do it until it's over. And you can't really do that with kids. I mean, you can do it like in the middle of the night, which is essentially what we did the last two nights to get out of there, but it's like, oh, the kids are asleep for two hours. Let's
1: so just try
0: the next thing. Go like hell. Yeah. It's like, you either can like park your children in front of the TV for two weeks. I don't really want to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, moving, it is easier without kids. I That's
1: the lesson. Uh, you know, I also learned a lesson, I don't know, it was a few years ago. Molly helped me move in somewhere mm-hmm. and she, she knows what the hell's going on. Yeah. A huge difference. Like there's, there's a, uh, there's a skill to organizing things and to like settling into a new house, yeah. And you can't—you kind of either have it or you don't. I don't have it. Having someone that has that skill and just letting them take over and make all the decisions—game changer, game changer. Now, the last two places you moved in, you haven't really had any of your own furniture, right? No, but even just organizing just like, everything yeah. and, and just. Man, it goes so much easier this time around. It was just me, and I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. (laughs) Where do I put everything? What the hell do I do with these socks? I don't know.
0: And it's every all of those decisions feel like a big thing. Almost like, okay, well, Mm -hmm. I guess this is now my sock and underwear drawer. I guess this is just where they go.
1: And then that's how it ends up for until you move out, Mm -hmm. or until you get rid of that piece of furniture, really.
0: Because if you take it to another place, you're not going to decide on a new sock and underwear drawer. You're just going to put in
1: the same thing. Yeah, exactly.
0: Anyway, moving's fun. Mhm. Super cool. Great. Welcome to the BuildWit Internal Podcast everybody.
1: Build With Internal Podcast after a beautiful Memorial Day 2022. Did
0: you do anything this weekend? I was in California. That's right. Uh you were also posting some troll content yesterday, which I enjoyed.
1: Yeah, just having fun with it. Yeah, you know. I um you know, I used to get a little uh, spicy about it mm-hmm. back in the day when I was a little less refined. Now it doesn't really bother me. I'm just like, well, this is some content to have some fun with. I so let's have funny some fun with it. Like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know? There's like no resentment whatsoever. But it's just like, man, I didn't know what I was going to talk about today, but this just provided me with a whole day of very fun content. So mm-hmm. let's have some fun with it. <laughs> And uh yeah I'm I've been I've been enjoying myself.
0: There the without digging into it too much there was a comment about how this person ha- had sent in a form fill on the website saying how like we need them we're never going to survive we've been throwing money at stuff without any strategy whatever. whatever. Yeah.
1: They're no, like all our followers are fake. All our followers
0: yeah. are fake. We buy them for all of our employees which yeah. I haven't seen that yet yeah and (laughs) and um there was a reference to like i have 11 years in the industry experience in the industry and all i can think about is like man i can't wait till we get somebody work at build it has 11 years in the dirt world wow Uh, yeah wow that'd be so cool
1: we're missing that and 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 uh, uh, yeah he's like yeah construction business owners are never gonna talk to aaron i'm like that's that's all I do without it, without like uh, <laughs> inflating your ego or blowing smoke up anywhere.
0: I'd say there's at least some kind of line of people waiting to talk to you who are executives in the industry.
1: Yeah. Well, and it's, um, I mean, it's, it's worked out so far, Yeah, I, but again, I don't, I don't, I don't know if the message was a joke or not. Uh, I don't know, man. If I, it there was there's like too much detail for it to be a joke. I know. I hope it was a joke. But if it wasn't, mm, there's a lot of delusion in that person's, which is yeah. kind of a bummer. It's like, oh, that's a bummer. Like If you really believe that, that's a super big bummer because you are, you are out there. You need to come come back down to reality here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if it was a joke, I love that stuff all day long. I'm a huge yeah, fan. Yeah, more troll <laughs> content. Come troll us. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We haven't got many of those like really good messages in a while. Mm-hmm.
0: That's all right, man. You know, we're we're by putting yourself out there, you also expose yourself to people who you may not want to hear from. Just like like anything else.
1: Yeah, it's, things are fine. As YouTube ramps up, we'll get more and more. We've been getting a little bit, but we'll, yeah. we'll only get more. I've been in one Aaron vlog,
0: and the only vlog I was in, somebody left a hurtful comment about me.
1: Yeah, people are not nice on the internet. I don't get it, man. I don't know what it is about. Uh, I don't know. I don't get on the internet. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna talk shit about someone today. <laughs> I can't wait to do this
0: and they can't do anything about yeah, it.
1: I am here to rain on someone's parade mm. and it is gonna make me feel good. It's just it's such a good indicator about how miserable people are. Because I don't do that. I'm not miserable. I don't need to go rain on people's parades to make myself feel better.
0: I do think that there is a a bit of Maybe it's social maturity where I think, you know, a lot of folks who are kind of like the hide behind their keyboards types, Mm -hmm. who like, I I can say anything I want to on the internet at people because what are they going to do? Like, this is my opinion. Yeah. Freedom of speech. It's like, well, that has nothing to do with what you're talking about. But almost certainly if you saw them in real life, those people don't say those things. You know what I mean? No. It's like, that's like what the internet is at this point.
1: No, absolutely not. Mm -hmm. Like- I don't know. If someone cuts you off. You're like, you motherfucker. <laughs> and then if someone, you know, cuts you off when you're getting into an elevator, are you going to get in the elevator and be like, wow, you're a real dumb son of a bitch to that person sitting, standing in the elevator? No, no, no. You're gonna be like, oh, so sorry. Yeah. Like I didn't mean to. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Well, yeah. In
0: real life, those are the people that are apologizing for things that another person did. <laughs> it's like they bumped you. Oh, sorry uh, that I was here yeah. and you bumped into me. Anyway. It,
1: it is, um, it is easier said than done though, to not get wound up about stuff, comments mm-hmm. it, it, and even, I won't even recognize it, but it'll be like an hour later and I'll just be sitting there and I'll be like, why, why am I just pissed off right now? Why, why am I annoyed? <laughs> why, why do I feel bad? Yeah. And then I'll be thinking, oh, I read some, some buddy's rude comment on the internet. That's why I'm a little annoyed right now. And then it makes sense. Now, even if you don't, like, sometimes you don't even recognize that you got a little bent out of shape about it.
0: it, As somebody who is, I mean, really still, you're kind of the community manager for, like, the people who engage with BuildWit still. Obviously, we've got the BuildWit accounts and we've separated some of that. But, like, you still are really communicative with the people who follow what we do online.
1: Yeah, I I still reply to every message I get on the Internet.
0: Yeah, like, that's...
1: Like I'll spend... A, That's kind of nuts. I spend a lot of time responding to messages. So. <laughs> you're, you're in your own DMs all the time. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. So you as like the community manager, essentially, of all the people that engage with the BuildWit stuff, you're answering a lot of DMs. You're responding to everybody who messages you, which is awesome mm-hmm. and, and really fascinating. You're spending a lot of time reading like the comments, the quote unquote, the comments, whether it's comments or DMs or whatever. Whereas, you know, I think they say to a lot of people who are pretty public facing, don't read the comments. You like you don't you don't need that kind of whatever. People are not people aren't very nice on the Internet, like we've said. Yeah. So for you, because you're like seeing so much of what people how people engage with our company and with you on the Internet. Do you see a good bit of like. Negative stuff that like does rub you the wrong way.
1: No, not really. I, I actually don't read many of the comments. I very rarely go into comments anymore. So I used to like all the comments and respond to all the comments and, oh yeah, engagement and I don't know, all the social tricks and yeah. so on and so forth. And sometimes I'll, I'll, I'll engage with people in the comments. If it's like a funny comment, I'm like, yeah, that's, no, that's, that's, cool. that's pretty <laughs> clever. But I, I stay away. And every time I go into the comments, I get a little frustrated or annoyed Mm-hmm. Like even this morning, I was you know, our, our most recent video was was Yancey Brothers. And it was like a five or six minute video because it was just like completely random. I meet this guy two days before. He's a VP at Yancey. He's like, You ought to come by if you have time. We get rained out at the site, so we end up stopping by Yancey and we just make a quick video. That that morning I texted the guy, hey, can we come by? And the comments are like can you spend like? Can you spend more time? It feels like you're rushing. It feels like you weren't. <laughs> like you, you, you have other things to do, and it's like, yes, that's because I do have other things to do. <laughs> and, or, or the, or it was like you said, it's the oldest cat dealer in the United States, but it's not the oldest cat dealer is is Holt, and I'm like, I don't know if that's true. All I do is Google the oldest cat dealer in the United States. The first thing, oh, it's Yancy Brothers. Yancy. Is okay. the first. <laughs> and then I sit there. I'm like, "Why am I doing this right now? Why am I trying to prove to myself that I'm right when I know I'm right?" Yeah. And then why does it even matter? Okay, great. I screwed that up. Okay. <laughs> like, why does that matter? Well, yeah, you so can I have try have to stay own, away.
0: You can have your own account of mm-hmm. redacted, like. Cur-
1: Corrections for things that you've put on oh the internet. Oh my god. And yeah. And you when you get it, that's why I try to avoid the technical stuff and this and that, because I start to get into the numbers. I hear so many numbers. I'm not good with numbers. I screw it up all day long. And then there's always that guy like, no, 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 no. It's actually this. And it's like, okay, like you're <laughs> right. I got, got it. Yeah. Got nice. it. Check. <laughs> Ten four. Uh so I I actually avoid I avoid a lot of that nowadays. Like TikTok, don't don't even I don't scroll. I don't touch comments. YouTube, I try to stay away from comments. And you,
0: on TikTok, though, you do uh, reply to some, like video reply.
1: Sometimes. I'll I'll look at like the first two or three, and most, most of the time they're clever. Yeah. There's like but, something there. Yeah. I, all the stuff I do do, it's um, typically DMs. And very rarely do you have someone who's being an asshole over DMs. Well, yeah, I mean, that's that's always the next kind. Yeah. And maybe like you'll get a hundred messages of somebody just appreciating what we do. And then you'll get one of one guy being an asshole. But they're typically not even that much of an asshole at the same time.
0: Yeah. It's more just like, I disagree with this. Blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. Super cool.
1: Yeah. So I guess my, my, my secret is similar to everybody else's. I don't really dive into comments.
0: Well, that's a smart way to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a couple questions for the internal podcast. Super. Let's do it. Question from Isaac. He says, "Buildbit's mission is to make the dirt world a better place. Better for whom? What will a better dirt world actually look like?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Something that, uh, something that we need to clarify. So, and I've, I've started to recognize, okay, great. Make the dirt world a better place. It sounds cool. I think we can run with that for a very long time. Um, we're pretty much settled into that one, but what does it actually mean? You can understand that like
0: emotion part of that.
1: Yeah. But in terms
0: of like technical, anything that's not.
1: Okay. So the dirt world is we've established fundamentals to society. Society does not function without the dirt world. Abraham Maslow's hierarchy of needs at the very bottom of the pyramid The basic physiological needs of the human being, food, water, shelter. If those things are not tackled, if those are not handled, nothing else matters. And just think about it. When you're hungry, really hungry, what else matters? Nothing. All you're focused on is, I just need to eat. I don't care about anything else. Or if you need to really pee, that's a good example you're just so focused on having to go to the bathroom that it doesn't matter how much money you have, how much money you don't have. It doesn't none of none, nothing nothing else matters. That's all you're focused on. Yeah. Okay. So if the success, if the future of the human race rests on making sure food, water, shelter are taken care of and infrastructure takes care of food, water and shelter, we need to make sure infrastructure is good to go. Dirt world takes care of infrastructure. We need to make sure the dirt world's good to go. So if we make sure the dirt world is successful into the future, we make sure every human being that comes after us can live whatever successful life they want to go live. It's a pretty big deal. Mm -hmm. So making the dirt world a better place means we need to do whatever the dirt world needs done to make sure that it can serve society well into the future. Right now... It can't attract the workforce it needs to serve society. That's a big problem. So we need to go help it attract the workforce. Now, is that problem going to be different in 20 years? Maybe we go help the dirt world solve the, the workforce problem. And maybe we do go rewire society to think about the dirt world differently. That's possible. It's possible to do in a few decades. I think we can do that in a few decades. So then what? Well, I don't know. I don't know what the next problem is going to be, but there's probably going to be something else there or many things within the dirt world that are preventing it from making sure without question, it can serve society well into the future. That's it. And the craziest thing I've thought about, I used to think that the dirt world was at odds with sustainability in the future because it's all about developing the earth and mining and and all that kind of thing. But then I realized there's no sustainable future without the dirt world. Because where does sustainability stem from? We still live in a physical world. It still stems from infrastructure. So is the infrastructure going to work, look a little bit different? Is the work going to be a little different? Yeah, absolutely. But there's only going to be more spending on infrastructure in the future than there is today. More. Because we're going to have to replace all of the current infrastructure to be in that more sustainable, you know. I don't know what the hell it looks like, to but but that that more sustainable direction, Mm -hmm. and the dirt world is going to be doing all that. So that's what it means. It's 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 vague, but making the dirt world a better place just means that we help make sure the dirt world is equipped to serve society through infrastructure today and well into the future. It's important for us. It's important for our kids. It's important for the human race. There is no success without infrastructure. That is why humans have been able to grow so quickly as a population and as a as a race over the past few hundred years is because we started to get the infrastructure thing figured out. That's it.
0: I think what's really interesting about thinking about like the future of buildwit like in kind of long term is there will be no shortage of um, problems and uh, like maybe negative trends that are identified either by us or more likely the people we work with that like there will always be like new ideas and things that we can like tackle to like go towards the make the dirt what a better place, place thing
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know because like, like you have said like right now what we've identified as like a gap is the people problem so mm-hmm. it's like we're working on training those but like Ten years ago or ten years from now, who's to say that's what we're focused on? Yeah. I mean the the people will obviously be like very high on that that list, but maybe a training software is not the number one thing that goes towards that in ten well, years. I don't know.
1: Um no, I hope not. I, mean, I hope not. Yeah, I hopefully hope it's really, hope really not. diversified. Yeah. I you know, maybe in ten, twenty years it's how do we help the dirt world lead the charge in building a more sustainable future, right? Okay, great. You want to go to all renewable energy, which isn't feasible right now, but okay, great. You want to go do that? It's all infrastructure. It all comes out of the ground. Mm -hmm. It all starts with mining and manufacturing and shipping and earth moving. That's all that, if you've seen a wind farm be constructed, it's not just like you like copy paste, like you just poof. Oh, wow. Yeah, you got to plant all that stuff. You don't plant a wind, windmill seed <laughs> and water it. And then this enormous structure just appears. You have to go build the damn thing. Yeah. And then, okay, great. It's you know, creating all this power. Now you have to get that electricity to homes. Well, there's a grid in between that turbine and someone's light bulb at home. yeah It's all infrastructure.
0: Uh, I think one of the great benefits for me um, joining the crew at BuildWit is like being able to just to see how many more things are either directly tied to the companies that we work with from like, you know, infrastructure, but just like how many things in our world that I think maybe I I just never thought about before that is actually like, oh, I should be giving a shit about this. Mm hmm. And not like, oh, this is a new thing to learn about. So cool. Which, like there's some of that here. I think there's always going to be some of that. But I think for me as like a person who did not have any real dirt world experience prior to BuildWit is like, oh, these are these are the infrastructure uh, issues and issue uh, issues and problems and like perspectives that I need to like continue to consider to both level up myself just as a person, but to be like, this is a huge part of like our future, not our dirt world future, not our BuildWit future, but like The world's future that like, oh, I just never gave a shit about because like, what did I know? It's the world's future. It's the world's future.
1: Yeah. That's the only way there is a future in the world is if there is strong, sustainable infrastructure. Mm -hmm. That's it. It's like, okay, great. We need medicine and we need education. But yeah. What is a doctor worth without a hospital? What is a teacher worth without a classroom? There's just simple things like that. Or, yeah, the teacher doesn't have running water. Okay, that teacher is probably not very effective if, if they don't have running water or electricity. It, it, it's, it's stuff like that. Like We provide things that people think just exist naturally, like electricity. It doesn't work that way. All of that's created. All of that. It doesn't just happen by accident. And that's why we need to make the industries we support strong. This is way bigger than just making a bunch of money, Mm -hmm. way bigger. This is about, like we've said, like your kids have no chance at any kind of future success without infrastructure, not possible. It's just not. And to know that we have this enormous industry that is unequipped for the future is a little scary, a little scary, especially after now I've seen what other countries are doing to invest in the future of, 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 of their society. They're spending, they're investing in infrastructure. They're building some of the biggest infrastructure projects the world's ever seen. The United States, we're not doing that, we're not. And it's a bummer to see, it's a bummer to come back here and see how much nonsense there is in investing in infrastructure here and how hard it is to do that here when you go to these other countries and watch them spend trillions of dollars, literally trillions of dollars. Mm-hmm on infrastructure
0: well yeah i mean just like kind of when you've talking about like being in saudi arabia seeing all of that you know, like they're building new cities yeah. they're building the infrastructure to build to build new cities like yeah. it's it, like that stuff like you said like the you don't plant a wind turbine seed and it all of a sudden sprouts like they have to build the infrastructure just in order to build the actual infrastructure for the city. Mm -hmm. And so when you, when you see that happening and when you see like in, in America, you know, we, we talk so much about this, like the people problem, like what is like the worst case scenario say, like if the, the people problem doesn't get solved, like what, what happens, what could happen if like just all like the, the older folks in the industry die out and we just don't get enough young people to come into the industry. Like what happens?
1: Then you're just not meeting demand of infrastructure. And then every, well, what's and currently then,
0: built just falls apart. and We just can't rebuild it because we don't have the people to build it.
1: Yeah. And then all the, all the prices just go through the roof because now you have more demand than you can fill. And so then that puts pressure on the entirety of society. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, like for example, diesel prices or gasoline prices, oil prices right now, you're not really getting screwed when you fill up your car. You're getting screwed when you go to the grocery store, when you fly on aircraft, when you buy anything because diesel runs the world and you're paying that premium right now. Or like all these contractors building all these subdivisions, for example, diesel is way higher than it was before. These mining companies pulling copper out of the ground or whatever it is, Mm -hmm. they don't just long-term absorb that. They pass that along to the customer, which is Amazon or which is you know some wire company you know putting the wiring in your home or a home builder or whatever it is home builder passes it along to you the consumer
0: yeah it always ends up to the end consumer because everybody's like well i don't want to have to deal with this so yeah. i'm just going to charge you more for it
1: yeah. yeah so it only screws and and draws society back from where we need to be going in the first place Mm-mm. we need to be going forward but we're we're limited by our infrastructure all the rockets and all the Bitcoins and <laughs> all of that is really cool, but it's still a function of our infrastructure. That's it.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, even like these, you know, like the the Bitcoin, like mining farms and all of those things that like have, have spread it up over the last 10 years or whatever. Those are still infrastructure projects that give, you know, it's like, even if you say, well, those are, those happen on the internet. It's like, yeah, but the internet has, physical pieces in order for it to exist. Mm -hmm. And so I think it just like I said, it all it all comes back to infrastructure in a way that I I I had no real perspective or understanding
1: of. I didn't understand it when I started all this. I had no idea. I thought I was just chasing what I love. You're just like it's
0: so awesome seeing somebody dig a hole that big.
1: It's super cool, man. But then I started, I mean, even just recently, like, whoa, holy smokes, Mm -hmm. this is way way bigger and way more essential than i thought i mean like holy shit Mm-mm. it's big time it's big time so yeah okay great we want the sustainable future we want to solve climate change we want to do this we want to do that all infrastructure all infrastructure amen that's a crazy th- i mean i was just watching a show about climate change yesterday the only way out of climate change the only way out of climate change is by building more infrastructure. That's a crazy thought mm-hmm. or uh, eliminating some of the human race. I mean, yeah, well, if those are your two options. Most people are going to pick one or the other. That's, that's the only way out mm-hmm. or just keep letting it go and go and go and go and go until it hits a tipping point. And then, OK, great. We're just at the point of no return, which people don't really know. And there's. Disputes about climate change, but it's like you can kind of look at the same time and like, yeah, there's some things here that probably aren't the best for this whole small speck in the universe that we live on. Mm-hmm. It's all going to be software infrastructure. That's crazy. I also, I always used to think me being in construction and engineering and building shit. I was at odds with my very progressive friends in college that were all about recycling and renewable energy and no, 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 don't use paper towels. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, come on, I'm just, you know what? I'm going to go get my own goddamn roll of paper towels. You can use whatever rags you want. I'm going to (laughs) go use paper towels. I used to always think we were at odds with one another, but I've come to realize, whoa, we're on the same damn team here. That is wild. They, might not think so i didn't think so now i think so they might still not think so but that's that's the gap we need to educate people upon as well It's like great okay you want sustainability you want this amazing future all of that still starts with infrastructure and mining all of it crazy Mm -hmm. that's big yeah thanks
0: aaron and we I mean, might that's have a to, lot of big stuff.
1: We might have to modify our mission to reflect that. I mean, I even just emailed Chase a few weeks ago. I'm like, we need to I don't know how, but we need to put our mission in terms that anybody anybody could understand. And the kind of the the line of thinking I was going down, and this it's unrefined, but I was basically like, you know, the dirt world builds people. People build the world. So it's, it's, it's kind of like that. And, and that's like, that's something that would make sense to anybody mm-hmm. like, okay, great. Me as a human being worthless without the dirt world. And then, okay, great. I have my basic needs met as a human being. Now I can go do whatever I want in the world and take that and go make the world better. And infrastructure alone is not going to go make the world better, or go build a sustainable future. We but need it, all the people thinking just, about it's that. It's like the the baseline it's like the support of the rest of it that's exactly it yeah we just support all of it we don't just support build it doesn't just support the dirt world we support the dirt world which then supports the entire foundation of society Mm -hmm. and society is really fragile really 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 fragile like in the ukraine conflict for example what did they go after first the infrastructure power plants Mm -hmm. you seize power plants you start to degrade society very, very quickly. You start to cut off supply lines, water, food. Yeah, those resources are pretty important. Create famine. Now people can't think, and now you can start to control population. That's how a lot of dictatorships happen is they create resource shortages so that people have to rely on the government or whoever's in position. That's like dictatorship 101, man. <laughs> um, that's not. That's a course I did not take in college. I, it's, I, but I it's, it. it's you. You have to start to think how how fragile society is. It just takes a little bit, just one little disruption, and the fabric of society starts to to dissolve. Mm-mm. That's a scary thought. What's the way around that? To build a robust infrastructure so that it doesn't just erode even when it's poked from the outside. I mean, that would be some of the most effective terrorism you could do is go after infrastructure.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: I mean, it's crazy. That's a crazy thought. And to think how unprotected we are in that sense, yeah, we're out there, man. And we live in this, I mean, the United States, we've been fooled into thinking that this this comfort, this little bubble we live in is reality. I don't know. I don't think it is. I think we've been fooled into thinking like this is how a functional society works because we haven't been involved in any of these conflicts. All these conflicts haven't happened on our soil. Mm -hmm. It's always been abroad. So we've never seen it up close. And I think we also have the privilege of like shoving off to the side of our yeah, it's in our peripheral.
0: It's mm-hmm. just like, oh, I can either think about it or I can just not think about it, and that's fine too. Yeah,
1: and you think that where you live is the reality of the world. That's just not the case. Mm-hmm. Shit, there's a... I spend a lot of my time thinking about this.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. Well, Aaron, thanks for digging in that. Isaac, thanks for asking. That's that's like a huge question. We all should... I mean, we we, would, we could almost do like a podcast series on just this.
1: It's a huge question, and I don't think... We really grasp the importance of what we're doing yet. I sure don't. Mm-hmm. I'm starting every day. It unwinds a little bit more, a little bit more, a little bit more. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, holy shit. I'm just looking at it like, wh- what? what have we stumbled into? Um, and uh, that's why I am 100% certain about our eventual success. Mm-hmm. I don't know when it'll be, quote unquote, success. But we don't have an option. There's no one else doing it. So it's gotta be us. Like we can't just throw in the towel, and be like, hey, sorry guys, we couldn't figure it out. It just sounds hard. So
0: it might just yeah, be done. Uh,
1: it just got really hard and I got tired and ah, uh, I just had to work a lot. So <laughs> no, I'm not gonna do that. No, 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 no. Not an option. Yep. Zero.
0: Well, I think that's also a good place to be too mm-hmm. where it's like we it like you like you said, it it is difficult and like there there is not another option. Like this the the mission can't fail. Yeah. But also like, you know, we've had our, our shares of e- levels of failure where it's like, that was not the right call. We need to move on from that and we'll try something else. Mm-hmm. We're going to continue to do that. And we're going to definitely have worse failures for sure. Like that's, that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, it is a good thing to keep in mind. It's like, you know, the, if the mission is make the dirt world a better place, which is like you said, that might transition a little bit, maybe not, but it might at least change. Um, We still know that like, even if there is a quote unquote failure and, you know, the a step of our business where it's like, we really felt like this was the right move and turns out it was not. We don't pack, we aren't going to pack up shop and just be like, well, we just tried and it wasn't. So, yeah, like that's not how this works. No. So like, that's kind of a cool place to be too, but it's also a heavy place to be.
1: It's a heavy place, but I mean, where else can you be? To have such a significant impact on your kids' future lives, like that's a fucking thought, right there, man. That is a fucking thought.
0: And I think there's something humbling for me, just from a personal perspective, of you know, like we're building our, we've been building our lives. My family has been building our lives in Nashville now for ten years. I live, I moved here ten years ago. My wife, like nine years ago, we got married six years ago. We started having kids three and a half years ago, we're doing more and more work with people who like are in Nashville. That's like a direct one-to-one. Those people are building the infrastructure for myself and my family. Mm-hmm. To me like that is, that's even more um, impactful for me just as a person, because like it is one thing to say like, yeah, we, we serve these companies in the dirt world, but like none of them are building stuff I do or use. hmm But like now that there is a little bit more of that bleed over into like these companies are in my community, building the things that like I need to survive and that I need for my children to have to have like the life that I want them to have. It's like, okay, now my mission and my role in this is like even more clear because it's like if I do my role, then the companies we work with can do their role. And if they do their role, then my children will have these things in their life. So like it that is like a very personal way to connect to it for me.
1: Yeah.
0: Cool. Well, thank you. Thank you, thank you, Last question. This will be good, It'll be quick, a lot less heavy than the first one. Uh, it's from Alex Ortiz. He says, Preferred airline? And then what is your least favorite? Uh, they're all the same. I feel like you had a different opinion a year ago.
1: Yeah. I used to be like, just fly with one because then you get status and you're not treated like a total piece of livestock. You're just like kind of like a piece of livestock. Like you're like a, you're like a, like a more expensive piece of livestock. Like that's like, that's like a bull that we're going to go breed. So let's be kinda of not let's feed it the good corn, That's not the, the wag you, corn. but yeah, it's yeah.
0: still cattle. Yeah.
1: It's still a cow. Yeah, it's I'm not gonna bring it into my house, but mm-hmm. that thing could make me some money. Yep. Um it's but they're they've they've all I I think they all went to total shit yeah. with COVID. Mm-hmm. Like COVID obliterated the airlines and basically pulled their mask right off. Like I see you for who you are now. <laughs> It's nothing more than a bus system. That's all it is. A bus system, nothing more. They all fail. They all, all of their customer service, in my opinion, is completely identical. Like there's nothing that differentiates airlines anymore. They're all the same, in my opinion. They're all just, it's all just a bus system.
0: You just find one that's taking you where you want to go in the time you need it to go. And that's you
1: I just fly direct now. Because that's like the main goal. Dude, layovers are a crapshoot yeah. nowadays. Hey, with how many flights are getting canceled, you do not, there is no level of certainty that you're getting where you need to go if you have a layover. If you get it direct, okay, I just have to make one flight. That's it. <laughs> so you're not going to go get stuck in another airport you don't want to be in. Like, okay, great. It might get delayed, but you're still somewhere that you've been or need to be. I, whatever it is, you'll be okay. So I don't I don't mess with uh, I don't mess with connections anymore because I I just there's just too much risk associated with it. Mm-hmm. I don't have time for that. If it gets me direct, that's the airline I'm flying.
0: Are there any airlines that you would say no to,
1: even if it got you there direct? I won't go to the budget airlines like Allegiant, Spirit. That's just that's That's a step too far, dude. That's <laughs> that's, that's that's risky business. I would rather then I would rather connect. Sure, because you just you just kind of have to. It's just like a cost benefit analysis. It's like, so what are my odds getting screwed here? I think my odds of getting screwed on Allegiant right now are greater than my odds of getting screwed by American, even if I had to connect. So I'm just going to fly American. And even if Allegiant gets me there, but maybe they can't get me home. Okay, great. Now I'm totally screwed because Allegiant flies like twice a week. so so it's like yeah it doesn't work we would love to get you on the flight that happens in four days (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, thanks great i can't do that man so it is nice once you have status somewhere you do get a different uh phone number to call into and the people are actually helpful oh and there's
0: actually a person on the other one yeah (laughs) yeah yeah
1: because like american i can call they handle my shit. if you called american dude good luck like, maybe we'll you? get to ya, be like, call you call know, us back tomorrow my
0: email address is alex at build you have all build it people who are status you've heard of me they no would. one they cares nope, they do not nope nope nope
1: nope, nope. Uh, so i grew up american u.s airway actually america west originally America West, and then u.s air mm-hmm. and then american and doug parker ceo of american i went to school with jackson parker his son huh. yeah who knew yeah so he was CEO of America West, and then he became CEO of U.S. Airways. And then when, when they merged, he became uh, American. Where's American headquartered? Like Dallas. Dallas. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Biggest airline in the
0: world. Hashtag American. Mm-hmm. There
1: you go. So my recommendation, just fly whatever gets you there direct, if possible. I, I'm telling you, I've done this enough. <laughs> Any other I've travel done tips? This enough. No, and don't check a bag. <laughs> don't check a bag. You've been very, very vocal about the non-checking of bags. That's your, that's your move. That's another thing. Just cost benefit. It's just not worth it. Like the odds of that going wrong are very, very high. Not that they're the the odds of them losing your, their your bag pretty low. Yeah, they'll find like it. The odds of a flight getting messed up and then while well, they just have my bag somewhere now, that is a pickle. Total pickle. So, or if you're checking a bag, okay, I get it. You have to check a bag because you have to bring all of your things. I understand. I don't understand, but sure. But
0: especially with, you know, with our like media crew, they've got so much stuff they're bringing. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't
1: help it. But make sure you have the essentials with you Mm -hmm. because if you show up somewhere and your bag doesn't, you don't want to be in North Dakota shooting for NACA without your camera, for example. You want to be able to just go. I guess I'm just here. Go to the Walmart, pick up some clothes. And still rock and roll. Not ideal, but you can at least do your job. Whereas if you showed up, like, yeah, sorry, my camera's in, uh, uh, I don't know, Minnesota right now, and I just, I can't do my job. I'm like, nah, that doesn't work. Yeah.
0: There you go, ladies and gentlemen. The Aaron Witt way of traveling. Travel tips. All Travel airlines tips.
1: are miserable. So prepare yourself. <laughs>
0: just prepare yourself, figure out a way to get around it without anybody's help.
1: No, it's gotten so bad. Honestly, every time my flight takes, my, my flight pushes off from the gate on time. I sit there and I'm like, I am so thankful <sighs> that my flight is leaving on time right now. Yeah, I am dead serious. I did it last night. My th- the plane, like on the minute, pushed off from the gate, and I'm just like, wow, what a victory! Mm-hmm. Like that's how bad it is right now. <laughs> it's amazing that this <laughs> clock runs on time. Yeah. Okay, so they yeah. did what they said they were going to do. Good for them. <laughs> awesome. We we did it.
0: <laughs> Yeah, that's, I mean, it's the tricky part of it right now. Yeah. You know, well, it's not like anybody in our company really has to fly that often anyway.
1: No, no, not too much travel. Not around this here. company. So, yeah, I mean, all that, well, that's completely worthless. We can just get rid of that segment. Uh,
0: <laughs> uh, well, thanks, y'all, for listening to the internal podcast. Please email me, uh, alex at buildwit.com, if you have questions for the internal podcast. I've got a form on the uh, Buildwit employee portal that you can fill out if you have questions um but just keep them coming i think you know especially like i ha- was having conversations about like what does it really mean to make a better dirt world like that, yeah that's that's the kind of conversations
1: we should be having well and yeah even just topics of discussion yeah so yeah like, it doesn't even have to be
0: ask Aaron what his favorite book is this year like could not have yeah, to yeah it that. doesn't
1: have to be a smart question it can be like so what do you guys think about pineapple on pizza and we could have we could. an educated discussion on how we feel about pineapple pizza. Huge fan of pineapple pizza. Tough, tough look.
0: Anyway, uh, Aaron, thanks for doing
1: it, man. All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We will see you next week. Boop.